Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. The husband had checked into a hotel with a, a girlfriend, saw the girlfriend and the husband go into a hotel. They even had gotten a room. They spent, you know, a couple of hours in a hotel room. The wife knew they had gone into this hotel room for a couple of hours seen them go into this hotel room, and then the husband convinced the wife that even though they had been in the hotel room for a couple of hours, all they did while they were in the hotel room was talk. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and this episode is all about how narcissists actually tell on themselves and what sort of the subtitle of this episode is how they confess without confessing, which is kind of an interesting thing because they don't really... (laughs) think that they're telling on themselves, but they're actually telling on themselves. And it's sort of an interesting concept that I wanted to sort of share with you guys because they don't know that they're telling on themselves, but they do tell on themselves. And it's it's a way that I want you guys to be able to spot signs of what they're actually doing. So One of the ways that they tell on themselves, and and by the way, they're constantly gaslighting you. So they, they make you think that you're crazy. So you, you constantly think, oh my God, I'm the one who has no idea what's going on. And, and they're, they're constantly conditioning you to be the one who thinks that you're crazy. So, and and that happens right from the beginning. So, uh, you know, as this is happening, you're, you're questioning your own mind. And the longer that you've been in a relationship with them, it's even harder and harder to, even if you're looking directly at something, you're wondering, am I seeing this? Is it true? And and they're really good at taking even bits and shreds of information and massaging it around and um, moving it around so that you don't believe what you're actually seeing. And a good example of that actually was in the show or the movie, Dirty John, where you saw the guy, for example, say that he had been a doctor. 
and the and he'd been telling the 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 wife or no the girlfriend who ended up being the wife that he had been a doctor he had been a doctor he had been a doctor then the daughter finds out that he actually was a nurse anesthetist then when confronted with that information he says well i'm a doctor of anesthesia so i'm actually a doctor and and that is an example of gaslighting where he takes a shred of information and he massages it around and and the the wife really wants to believe him and she just wants to just she thinks, oh, I just want to move on from this. And and he's so wonderful in so many other ways. This is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. And eventually, you know, there's so many of these things that get woven together. And that's, that's actually such a mild example that, you know, so many times, I mean, another example I, that happened, you know, my law practice was where the husband had been unfaithful to the wife. The wife actually had followed the husband to a hotel. The husband had checked into a hotel with a a girlfriend, saw the girlfriend and the husband go into a hotel. They even had gotten a room. They spent you know, a couple of hours in a hotel room. The wife knew they had gone into this hotel room for a couple of hours, seen them go into this hotel room. And then the husband convinced the wife that even though they had been in the hotel room for a couple of hours, all they did while they were in the hotel room was talk. And the wife believed that. You know, these are the kinds of things that, you know, after a while, you know, you just start to you just start to question your own mind, your own sanity, your own reality. So, you know, that's why it's so hard when you start to go, are they confessing or are they, you know, so that's why I want you to say, okay, let me step back. How are they confessing without confessing? You know, what is, what are the signs? Because, you know, you've been gaslit so much that what is it that I'm looking for that I can actually hang my hat on? What are the signs? What are the things that I can actually step back and believe? Because they do, they gaslight you so much. And and by the way, I don't know, um, if I've ever actually said, I know I've said it, you know, many times on my YouTube channel that where the, the term gaslight came from, but it came from a movie from the 30s. And I, I believe it was a Broadway show as well, that the it was a, a movie where the husband was trying to make the wife seem like she was crazy and he was blowing out these gas lights. So, and she would say, wasn't that just lit? And he would say, no, no, it wasn't. 
So that's, he was actually trying to make her think she was crazy. So that's where the term gaslight comes from. So anyway, so one of the ways that they can, you know, they confess without confessing is actually projection, projection and deflection. And that is that they're accusing you of things that they are actually doing. So they're constant, well, not, not, or maybe it's not you or, or maybe it's others. So maybe they're constantly saying things like, you know, you're cheating or that person's a cheater or that person is a liar or that person is, is, terrible with money or that person is, you know, so whatever it is that they're doing, they're constantly accusing other people of doing. And it's because they have this guilty conscience. And it's, it's sort of like, you know, when when OJ wrote this book on, you know, if I did it or whatever, I mean, you know, I know that he was also acquitted of the the murders or whatever. But, you know, it, it it's just kind of a creepy sort of a thing, right? You know, it, where they're just constantly accusing people of things that they are doing themselves. And it's just usually a sign of something that they themselves are doing. So whether it's cheating or lying or being bad with money or whatever it is, it's just always on their mind. So they just are something that they are constantly thinking of. Then there is, so so that's one of the ways that they are confessing without confessing. Projection, deflection, and, and especially when it's sort of like out of the blue. You know, why would they be constantly bringing that up? And I remember actually one time there was a case that I had where I had a client who was this older woman and she was almost like, I always thought she was sort of like a nun. You know, I went to Catholic high school. So, you know, she she reminded me of one of the nuns at this Catholic high school that I had gone to. And she was, you know, no makeup, short hair, always wore these like cardigan sweaters and very plain, very sweet older woman. And she was married to this physician who had been very successful, who had actually 
invented something and made a lot of money. And he was from another country who that was a country that normally would be very oppressive to women. And because he had made a lot of money as an entrepreneur, I mean, really a lot of money, like millions, he really didn't even need to practice medicine at all. But his he just was constantly accusing her of cheating. I mean, even if she would just say hello to another man, like on an elevator or something. I mean, just the most crazy things. And I just was like that woman, like you were accusing her of being unfaithful. But of course, it turned out that he was having multiple affairs. And that's why he was always accusing her of being unfaithful because it was he who was the one who was constantly unfaithful, right? So projection. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zahn. Or you may see a sudden shift in their appearance. That may be something that you, you know, could be a sign as well. And that's a, a way of sort of how they, they confess without confessing also. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. What's interesting to me, though, is don't they think that you would not want to stay? That That's like the puzzling thing because they've been horrible to you throughout the relationship. I mean, why wouldn't they think 
geez, who in the heck would want to hang around with that? And now we return to today's show. The other way that narcissists tell on themselves is through their behavior. And this is something that I also constantly would see as an attorney, especially as a divorce attorney, is how they would behave. They would just start to change. Their behavior would start to change when they would get like a new source of supply or they, because they can't help themselves. You know, when they get this new source of supply, they really want to share it. They really want the world to know, especially their old source of supply. They're so excited about this new source of supply. They really want their, their, their old source of supply to know. So that it's like kind of killing them that they can't tell their old source of supply. So they kind of want them to know, but they can't quite share it. So they kind of want to tell, but they, 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 so they sort of tell, they kind of tell everything that they can, but they don't quite tell all of it. So they tell a lot of things, you know, gosh, I had this great conversation with this person and everybody thinks that I'm so wonderful and, but they can't say everything. So they, they sort of say as much as they can, uh, or they might tell parts of conversations and then Parts of the conversation are very, very, very specific. And then parts of the conversation are very vague. And then you go to ask who said that, and then they can't remember who said certain parts, but they remember who said other parts, which is also very, very strange and and then they remember where they were for part of the conversation, but they can't remember where they were for other parts of the conversation. And then suddenly they have new people around, but other not. And, and it's all very weird to piece it together and holes are in their memory and things aren't adding up. That's strange too. And then there, there may be a sudden shift in their schedule so that, that may be a sign, or you may see a sudden shift in their appearance. That may be something that you, you know, could be a sign as well. And that's a, a way of sort of how they, they confess without confessing also. One of the things that I would see from them would be maybe a sudden shift in you know, how they're dressing or how they, maybe maybe sudden weight loss. Maybe they're 
working out all of a sudden quite a bit. Maybe it's now they have a, you know, they're changing their hair or they are looking really great all of a sudden or they want to get their, you know, I used to say for men, they would get their teeth done, you know, veneers or for women, they would get their boobs done all of a sudden or they, you know, maybe it's like, you know, work done, that sort of thing on them, you know, like plastic surgery or fillers or Botox or that sort of thing. Or, you know, they're staying out late at night where they have a whole new set of friends all of a sudden. You know, when you see these shifts all of a sudden where they're now acting very differently or they're talking differently, maybe they're using a whole different vocabulary because they're around these different people or around somebody else. Those can be telltale signs that they're telling on themselves. You know, and and this could be actually if they are in a, a business situation too, or if they are losing money or they are coming into money or they're hiding money, they tell on themselves with these sorts of things when they're hiding things. And especially if if it's good things that are happening with their ego because they can't, they love when good things are happening with their ego and they really want to share that. They really want the world to know. So it's hard for them to hide that, especially from the 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 old source of supply and especially when they want to rub it in the face of the old source of supply it's it's definitely hard for them to hide that from the old source of supply so those are some ways that they tell on themselves those are some ways that they are i would say confessing without confessing I do have a video that goes with this on my YouTube channel as well. And remember, when the relationship starts to break down, this is when you do start to see the birth of the smear campaign. So this is where things can start to get a bit dicey in the relationship you know, whether it's a business relationship, whether it's a personal relationship, it really doesn't matter because, you know, when you're dealing with a narcissist, you know, they see things in very black and white. And so if that's the case with you, you know, give up the idea that you're going to have this nice, you're going to be able to have it be a, a tie it up in a bow and wish each other well and have closure, be able to have some sort of collaborative process or something like that. It, it just 
doesn't work that way. No matter how much you want it to, don't trust them in the process. It just, it absolutely does not work that way, especially if you were dealing with a true narcissist. It, it, it just can't because with a narcissist, you're either for them or against them. And if once they realize that you're against them, you become public enemy number one. And so you have to protect yourself in this process. You absolutely have to. So, you know, you're definitely going to want to start with my free crush, my negotiation prep worksheet. You're definitely going to want to have to start preparing yourself properly in this process. So, you know, you can go to winmynegotiation.com, get my worksheet, join my free private Facebook group at Win Narcissist Negotiators and, you know, do what you need to do to protect yourself and, and don't think, you know, don't be lulled into thinking that you're going to be able to have some sort of closure or get them to see your side or give up all of those things. It's, you can create your own closure and take care of yourself and, and it's okay. You know, you will get to the other side and just wish them well. I would say namaste and walk away. Um, you just start creating some boundaries and protecting yourself. That's the best thing that you can do for yourself. Okay, so thanks for listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. And thanks for listening. Take care of yourself and remember to slay. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life.